So what is like, let's go back to the text though. Cause I'm, cause like, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I only just finished reading it right before we started recording, but we, we got to this example. I think pills, you started giving the example of like how it's Descartes himself who actually sets aside um, the question of madness as uh, like kind of it, it not being uh, something to question, but like, what, what are the other examples that like help exemplify what the main kind of argumentative move that Foucault is trying to make here? Well, the most Derridean of his points, which is also maybe his best point, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. But uh, in the in Descartes' original Latin text, he uses three terms to describe madness that probably for us all get translated as 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 madness. Um, but Foucault points out that these are actually legal or juridical terms. In our in our case, when we say yeah, madness, we probably wouldn't use the word madness. It's sort of out of fashion. But we'd use something. We we for us, they're medical terms, and that shows that distinction between the medieval world, where they're legal terms, and madness is tolerated in in a different way, as opposed to trapping people up in asylums. But those three words, if you're interested, are insani, dementes, and amentes, which roughly translates to insane demented and mad, roughly. Um, and Foucault points out that two of them are words that in in the medieval Latin context would pertain to your rights as a to to hold property, to take care of yourself. And we have this uh, as well now. If you are uh, deemed a threat to yourself or others, then a doctor has to sign off on you before you, they let you out of the psych ward. They have to release you to a caregiver. So your rights are withholden by your status as a mad person. And you can get rid of that status once you've proven that you're not a danger or whatever. So Descartes, by using these terms, Foucault is claiming, is already setting it up for uh, a disenfranchised binary. He's repeating the usage of that juridical aspect of madness just by using the term itself. And Foucault's trying to pull a little bit of a Derrida here. His, his success is TBD, I guess. But um, <laughs> by repeating that, then you're saying like, oh, the dreamers are fine. And it's basically that everybody dreams. That's the reason that it's fine. Um, but if you are demented or demen dementes, that would be the plural noun. If you're demens as opposed to dormians, then you are afforded less of a status. So Descartes never goes down the madness line. He goes, we're not, we're not going to trace the madness line as our journey to the original doubt, but we are going to take the dream line because all of us know what dreaming is. I don't right. know. I've dreamed a dream of times gone by when hopes were high and life was worth living. And I dreamed that love would never oh, die. God. Okay. Mad all right. The point is madness is a dead end, but dreaming is a way to go further down the path of doubt. Right, right. So in the sense of your analysis of trying to find the first uh the the most uh the first philosophy, trying to get to the the core. Yeah, if you if you guys I I'm sure our listeners know Descartes, but we're trying to get to the thing that can't be doubted and that's where we get to cogito ergo sum, but we have to go through all the steps first to get there. So madness is a step, finish it, get rid of it. Dreaming is a step. Get rid of it. Those are both proofs that we can't trust our senses. Exactly. So I think first, like the main weight of the disagreement 
as Foucault has it, is that Derrida doesn't distinguish dreaming from madness enough. So, for instance, you know, he, Derrida calls dreaming a more common and universal experience than that of madness. And Foucault claims that that Descartes never said that. Uh, he also claims that the madman is not always wrong about everything. Okay, okay, that's that's right. Like madmen don't doubt that they have a body. They might they might believe that it's made of glass. They might believe that they're a jug, but they don't doubt, right? So madmen is not like the madman is not a model for universal doubt in this way, right? So Foucault is saying that Derrida has claimed that dreaming is like a more radical and universal kind of doubt then comes with madness and Foucault's denying this he says he says dreaming and madness are completely different things you've got the relationship between the two things all wrong mm. and i found this part very convincing yeah. in that he gives a little a close little analysis of descartes and shows you exactly the way that madness when it appears in all those terms insani demons amens has this constellation of associations, juridical, medical, and also other sorts of epistemological ones. And then he shows how dreaming, dormians, has then a completely different set of associations in Descartes' text. So whereas Derrida is claiming that Descartes just simply kind of brings up madness and then moves past it and kind of neglects it. Foucault is saying that, no, Descartes brings up madness and then he specifically rejects it yeah. as a model for doubt. That's the first like major point that Foucault makes in the text. And I th think it's a very good one because now you have Derrida the whole time talking about archaeology of madness, archaeology of silence, assuming that dreaming is just a more radical kind of madness. Whereas Foucault is saying that's not the case. Descartes never says that. This is an interpolation that you've put in Descartes' text and are now using to deconstruct my text. And so the very basis of his analysis immediately is just off kilter, yeah. which is a pretty strong opening salvo. And there's many more of those sorts of deep analyses of, of madness and dreaming. Yeah, just to give us a, a hook about like this isn't an old debate, but even the way we use dreaming today, uh, or dreamers, dreaming is seen as a as a positive thing. It's what artists and musicians do. Whereas utopians, right? If you, if you're a utopian, you're a dreamer. Someone who doesn't like utopians call you crazy, right? Like <laughs> a simplified way to put this is that you can you can't separate all the associations of a word from the word because we never use madness or mentally ill in a positive sense i mean unless you're Deleuze and guitari but other than that uh dreaming is usually okay we can continue that that's not a bad thing dream of a future but if we're mentally ill about the future that's never used in uh in a productive sense well that was the single biggest problem i had with this essay okay because after watching Zack snyder's justice league and reading a bunch of ayn rand <laughs> what i realized is that only cups why dreams, would you do that okay real men ha only have nightmares and in those nightmares they constantly overcome their demons just one after another okay all this kind of cup talk about dreaming it made me feel a little bit wishy-washy i'm sorry 